Yeah. Check. On a road trip to Vegas, and that's 14 carats, so them gold diggers craving. Put it in the pipe just like them old niggas blazing. We finna get this money, bitch, I told niggas daily. Anything can happen, shit, I show niggas daily. I never met a girl in my life that wouldn't date me, true story. My jeans cost about 240. I fuck two shorties in a house that's two stories. I can't wear regular shit, it's too boring. So when she see a nigga like me, she come join this designer shit. Got a owe of marijuana by the China shit. That dime, you know I wanna meet your mama shit. No hooks, you know we all about that rhyme shit. Cash money independent, big time shit. Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast. Episode, I think this episode four of the new uh, revamp of the show, but um, I'm here with my bro Trey. Yo, yo, Trey What's Williams. Up? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> we go way back to like middle school. Way back. Way back. Way back. Parkway shit. Yeah. But, uh, what? 2005. 2005. We, we slap boxing in the in, in the bathrooms. Yeah, man. <laughs> did we slap box? I don't think we did, but. We was all part of the same slapboxy cruise, though. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was crazy, man. The good old days. But, you know, it's my nigga, man. We go way back. And, um, you know, he does a multitude of things, you know, and I'm proud of this dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? He came from the same place I came from, and he's doing big things out here. You we, know, and he's doing we, things he's passionate about. We doing big things. Not yet. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not doing big shit yet. It's manifest. Let's put it in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, um. You know, I just want to say first and foremost, bro, thank you for coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? You're a busy dude. Nigga came back from the DR. I'm glad you're alive. (laughs) Oh, man. What? That's We're going to get into that. DR is is crazy, man. But, you know, you know how they say believe half of of what you, nothing of what you hear and half of what you see. Yeah. We'll get into the DR. I feel like they killing niggas over there. Uh, you know, <laughs> or niggas killing themselves. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, I remember you was telling me about that shit. It's probably two ways. It's a two way street, man. It's probably going to half and half, man. Yeah, they doing it. We doing it. Yeah, collective. Damn right, it's niggas bad. out here with this dumbass shit. But um, you know, we are gonna start from the beginning, bro. Where are you from? Oh man, so you know, originally, it just depends, man. Sometimes when people ask me where I'm from, I usually tell them Columbia, but I'm originally from a small town called Hampton, South Carolina. Um. In the low country. I was born in Beaufort, South Carolina. Um, but shit, in Beaufort, well, Hampton, there's no maternity ward. So we was, I was born in Beaufort, which is like 45 minutes away. So, so people who don't know about, you know, that area, low country area, Beaufort, South Carolina is near like Hilton Head, the resorts type of area in between. So I usually tell people it's in between Savannah and Charleston. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of the time, I'm from Columbia. I tell people I'm from Columbia. I spent most of my life in Columbia. Graduated high school in Columbia. So I'm from the Met, dog. 803. Shout out to 803 for sure, for sure. For sure, nigga. He's a real Parkway nigga. He went nah. to Summit Middle School. <laughs> <laughs> parkway before it was the Parkway. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? When niggas was going to Sand Hills every Saturday. Right. <laughs> when that was the place to be. But um, so growing up, like, what were your aspirations? What did you see yourself doing at this age as a kid? Um, so I knew it was something dealing with music, pertaining to music. Um. I just didn't know what exactly it was, you know. So I tried many things. Like growing up, um, my first, my parents brought me a a DJ toy mixer for or for uh, Christmas, and I was able to like connect this toy to the radio in the living room. So I'd be in my room 
What's going on, man? It's your boy Trey. I got this next song coming up, and I would drop, you know, it was a cassette, little DJ mixer thing, and I would drop the Wu Tang, because that's all my stepdad had was Wu Tang. Yeah. So I would do that. That was that was fun. Then I went started taking it more seriously. I was like, yo, I really want to do this. So my uncle, my dad's brother, he's actually a DJ. He an old school, like yeah. the old school Final DJ. DJ. Yeah. So I, I I learned how to DJ from him. But then I was like, it's, it's cool, you know, started DJing in high school and whatnot, um, doing little house parties, Legend Oaks and mm-hmm. Hidden Pines with <laughs> Voice Said and Sean, man. It was fun. But I was like, you know, I want to rap too because I used to always rap, mm-hmm. you know. So I started rapping. Like, I just love music, you know what I'm saying? I started rapping, man, and putting out songs and whatnot, MySpace days. You know, everybody was a MySpace rapper at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh it's cool. I shot a music video. I would not tell anybody or show anybody where it's at. But then you post that shit on Instagram, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that shit. If you know, you know, man. Some of some of the dopest, uh, dopest influencers out of the, out of Columbia, Northeast Columbia, was in that video. Actually, you know, what I'm saying Freddie P in there doing his little dance and whatnot. <laughs> wow, you took it back. Took it way back, man. Yeah. Took it way back. All good people, man. We all grew up with them. Yeah. So. You know, not to backtrack, but you, you brought up Wu-Tang. And, like, growing up, that was one of my favorite groups. Who was your favorite member of Wu-Tang? Well, no offense, but that wasn't even my favorite group. That For was real? just all my stuff that I had. Yeah, I know, uh, but, but group, did you like group, Wu-Tang? Who, okay, okay, who were your wise. favorite rappers back then? Group? Back then. So, this might have been uh, 2004. So, if I would say group-wise, it would have been the Hot Boys still. I was a big Hot Boy fan. It's Cash Money. Mm-hmm. Um Individual artists, you know, back then it would have probably been Lil Wayne. Okay. Then it, then it, then it turned to Gucci, then, then, then Boosie, then Future. But all time has always been Ti. Always been Ti. Still to this day. Still to this day. Wow. Where he carried himself, just his transition from, you know, saying dope boy to to community activist. It's like you know, it shows progression. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows and it, it gives people. The opportunity to see that we do grow, we, we are a product of our, product of our environment, but we do grow. Mm-hmm. And there's growth, and I'm all about growth. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let me. Uh, we're gonna take a little quick break, right quick. One second. All right, we back. Had a little bit of technical difficulties, but um, we were talking about your favorite rapper being Ti. Ti did have a crazy transition, though. He did. Definitely. He did. I never would have saw T.I. becoming the guy that he is today, like being a social activist, you know what I mean? Like, because where he came from, like, I remember his first album, I'm Serious. Right. My stepdad used to ride around listening to that shit with his shirt off, smoking weed. Like, you know, T.I. stood for the streets back then. Right. But now he's like everything righteous and, and, and right about the black community. You know what I mean? He doesn't even promote negativity anymore. He's like a completely different person. And like, I remember when he went to jail for all of them guns. I thought it was over with for T.I. Everybody was like, T.I. about to do life. T.I. about to do all this time. You know, but then he used that oppor- you, you used that as an opportunity to do well and, like, rehabilitate himself and change his life. Um, yeah, definitely, man. It's, it's just about, it's about growth, you know, and maturing. Um, a lot of our favorite artists or even just icons today that are, that are, highly regarded, you know what I'm saying, in the highlight or whatever, is grew, grew, you know, like, look at Jay-Z, 
you look at, you know, from the streets. You know, he's talking about, you know, coke and, you know what I'm saying, and, you know what I'm saying, pushing dope and all that. And then you look at, you know, T.I., you just look at Snoop. You feel me? Like, just look at look at all these, these, these icons. And then, I mean, not to throw any shade or salt on, on anyone else, but, you know, there are artists that we grew up with as well who just really can't get it together you know and and a lot of and a lot of us are like you know this is my favorite artist but it's like we can't like hold them in such high stand like little wayne mm-hmm. little wayne you know it it would mean more to me if, if if wayne grew and matured more and showed you know the actual business side of wayne or just show us more to it than just the same shit he been doing the last 10 years you know yeah it's but not much I, growth at the same time, like with Wayne, the difference between like Wayne and Jay Z's growth is like Wayne looked like a boss, but Wayne wasn't really a boss. You know, with this cash money lawsuit and all of this shit really going on, Wayne really wasn't a boss. You know, he may have matured as a man. Well, I'm not even talking about maturing as a boss. You know, I'm yeah. maturing as just the growth. Like, even you just look at. The videos now and you know the way he still moved just as a general artist he may not have grown though he didn't he didn't grow he didn't he didn't grow i don't think and and i feel like you know wayne is a phenomenal artist and he's still one of my favorites you know what i'm saying but i think now what you have is you have his fans who grew and and we kind of grew a little for like grew past him Mm mm-hmm his subject matter. Yeah, so we're lo- we're looking at we're the, we're it's almost like it's it's the thing of just growing with the artists, you know. We yeah. gotta grow together. You know what I'm saying? I can't pass you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I gotta we gotta come up together. Like Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy was during our era. Mm-hmm. You know, like Soldier Boy is still stuck in Soldier Boy world. You know, it's it's no growth. We grew past him, so it's kind of like you got money, you rich, very wealthy, or whatever, but. Mentally, we're past you now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't call myself on a good Sunday listening to Soldier Boy now, but I could back then, you know. But I can call myself on a good Sunday listening to Ti back then and now, you mm-hmm. know, because he's. We're all growing together, so I think that's important. It's just growth. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Like I like what Jay Z's doing with Four Four Four. You know him and Beyonce doing joint yeah. albums together. This is love. Like he's showing like black love and showing black love, like, black you know, wealth. I went from big pimping to now doing an album with my wife. You know, right? The you Carters. Know. Like what do you say? Uh, what do you say? Harley front and never nothing. Me give my heart to a woman. This man is out of here. Yeah. Now he's and, like married, and he's like the epitome of a good husband. And you like, see, the beautiful thing is, we got to see, we got to see the the boyfriend relationship. The boyfriend girlfriend relationship, you know what I'm saying? We got to see it grow and we got to see it develop into marriage, you know. And then we we also got to see the pitfalls, you know. Everything ain't perfect, you know. And I think they showed that very, very, very beautifully. Like they showed the ugly. I don't. I've never seen somebody show how ugly shit can be so beautiful. Yeah, that's what four four four. Yeah, and um, you know. Lemonade was the female perspective, Lemonade, yep. and four 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 was the male perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and, and they overcame, and, and everything is, is love was like the, love. you know, the reconciliation. But um, yeah, back to 
because we did have a good conversation. That was, <laughs> that that was, was man. We can like talk that. all day about it. Right. You know, I can talk about hip-hop and rap and just my favorite artists all day, you know. But um, so you were DJing, rapping, and stuff like that. After high school, when you went to college, was that still what you wanted to do? Or So the funny thing is, when I went to college, I went to uh, Hampton University in Virginia. Um, so when I went to school, my mom moved me in and, like, I was kind of like half-ass DJing in high school, so I didn't have like all the cool-ass equipment, the CDJs, the turntables, all that stuff. I kind of had just a mixing board and, and my, my laptop, and I was just rocking out house parties, you know, or Sweet Sixteens or whatever the case may be. But when I got to school, there was a DJ on campus, DJ Camouflage, and he had everything. I mean, everything, like the turntables, the CDJs. He came first day of school, passing out his mixtapes, you know what I'm saying, campus, mix, t- campus takeover, and I'm like, yo. I gotta get on this nigga level. I was like, yo, I don't, I, I was like, yo, I, I, I don't think that I can compete with him right now in this, this day and age. So if you can't beat him, join him. So I joined him. So I did what I also knew how to do. I know I'm, I'm an entertainer. I know how to entertain first and foremost, right? Because I told you I DJ, I rap, all that. So instead of me DJing, I'm like, yo, you know, you're not a talkative person. Give me the mic. Let me, let me get on the mic. And that's how we rocked out. Trey Cash and DJ Camouflage, because back in high school, they called me Cash. Mm-hmm. Got to school, they was calling me Trey. I put it together, Trey Cash. And, and I was rocking out, you know what I'm saying? Yo, check, check, check. One time for all my independent ladies in the building, put your motherfucking hands up. And, you know, it was crowd control, and that's what I used to do. You know, and then first day of school, uh, for new freshmen, I was the first person that you would see on campus. I was the one, you know, if you know HBCUs, you know everybody representing where they from. That's just in life, though. Everybody want to rep where you from, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you got HBCUs, you, the HBCUs people, students are coming from all across the world, you know, more most, but really all across the U.S., you know. So you got people from Cali. There's no HBCUs in Cali. There might be one. I don't know. There's no prominent HBCUs in Cali, right? So you know, people from Cali, Chicago. Uh, New York, Jersey. So we repping like, yo, if you from Jersey, I need everybody from Jersey to stand up and yell, yada, yada, yada. So it was crowd control, man. And, and, and that's what it was. And that's how I, you know, really jumped into like really the world of entertainment. So, yeah, like um, what did college do for you, bro? Because a lot of people, some people tell me like, because I never got the college experience, like mm-hmm. the four year, you know, on campus experience. So what did college do for you? Did it mature you? Did it help you find your passion? Like, what, is it, what did it do for you? I always felt like I was pretty mature. It just helped me figure out what I wanted to do, you know. Taught my broke ass how to hustle, one. Yeah. Because I was making money off of hosting, just talking shit. Get on the microphone and talk shit? Yeah. Get, I can get money off of this? <laughs> Man. Niggas do that shit for free. <laughs> yeah. I say some shit like, yo, if you got more than $50 in your bank account, put your hands up. Now put that motherfucker back down with your broke ass. And then just, <laughs> they would just, yo, and then people just pay me to just talk shit on the microphone. And it was it was fun, so I learned how to hustle. But, you know, college is 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 is, is, is a mini real world. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just everything is just small, you know. So you get to play and... And, and test certain things. It's almost like a playground, mm-hmm. trial and error. So I tried many things, man. Uh, but it, it it really taught me how to. It groomed me for my career now. You know, mm. just being in entertainment, working, hustling, networking, um, talking to people who you never thought you would talk to. I'm looking yeah. at people like you. You are the lamest person ever. <laughs> but you know what? We gonna work. 
because you know some shit that I don't know. Yeah. So it really taught me networking. Yeah. That's that's HBCUs though. Right. Networking. Network. Network. You go to network, man. Go to HBCU to network. Go to a PWI for for all that extra. You know what I'm saying? Educational. Good values, man. Not saying that we don't got it at HBCU, but you know. Yeah. I always tell people if you want to go HBCU, do undergrad HBCU, do PWI grad. Yeah, cause like I notice, like a lot of people who come out of HBCUs, they have like a different aura about them because like they have like certain experiences and they just have like different networks of people and yeah. they just it's a you community. Know, they get, yeah, you get in more doors like going to HBCUs, doors that you're ex- accepted in. Yeah, you know what I mean, like doors that you're welcome in because. Like you said, going to a PWI, like a USC or something like that, you may get the prestigious look, but you may not work with people that look like you. Yeah. You may not be in networks and have networks of people that look like you and think just like you do. Mm-hmm. So, like, going to HBCU seemed like, you know, a treat. And it seemed fun as fuck. Like Community, and it's very, very fucking fun. Yeah. Amazing. At <laughs> the time of my life, bro. Yeah. That's what's up. So, you know, when you, what did you major in in college? If you was to take a wild guess, I think it it was wasn't it marketing? I think you talking. I minored about. in marketing. Okay. In journalism. Journalism. Okay. Yeah. Broadcast or just journalism? Broad, well, before curriculum before was it was broadcast, but then when I got there, they went to just general journalism. But my focus was broadcast. So like what we doing now? This is what I wanted to do. Really? You know what I'm saying radio. You still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a busy nigga now, though. I'm very, <laughs> I am very busy. But no, I, I definitely still can, and you know that's that's still still a dream of mine to to be behind a microphone. You know what I'm saying? You speak well, bro. Appreciate it, man. You speak very well, man. I think you can still do it, man. So you graduate from uh, college with um, a major in journalism and a minor in marketing. What did you do straight out of college? I did something. So we talking about entertainment. We talking about, you know, journalism and marketing. I did something real, real left. I went to law school. <laughs> what made you do that? What made you? Was it like, like, I, okay, I got this degree. I have to do something with it, or was it like my family telling me what I should do? Or no. Kind of a little bit, not really family. My mom was always supportive. Okay, um, that's that's dope. Yeah, she told him one day I wanted to be a barber in high school, and they laughed at me and said, <laughs> "You'd be the best damn barber ever." You know what I'm saying? But you know, like when I was when I was in school, man, I didn't get the the crazy internships. It's about internships when you want to get into your career after you graduate. I didn't get the internship at Atlantic or. Or 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 V one oh three or any of these big entities in the entertainment world, you know. So I was like, yo, fuck. What am I gonna do? Yeah. All else failed, be a lawyer. Be an entertainment attorney. So that's why I, I was like, I'm gonna be an entertainment attorney. That's fly you know? though. So I'm I'm gonna represent artists, you know what I'm saying, get their contracts. You know, I, cause mm-hmm. I started by this time I started taking the more behind the scenes approach. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm starting to step back a little bit. You know, I wanna be a I want to be behind the biggest act. You know what I'm saying? My time will come. You mm-hmm. know, my time will come where I, you know, one day I might, you know, cameo on a movie or something. I don't know, right? But, you know, but now I think. Looking buff as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you working think, out for your movie role in the future, dog? <laughs> I think, I think, 
<laughs> Shameless plug. But I think, man, honestly, man, I think, you know, is is I was like, yo, I, I really want to start developing, you know, people into stars. Like, not to toot my own horn, but I know I'm a star. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mm-hmm. really activated yet, but I'm a star my damn self. Mm-hmm. I know how to entertain. I know how to take a situation from point A to point B. Why don't I just invest this into an artist? Yeah. And help them become... Live out their dreams, man. I love helping people. One, yeah. I'm a, I'm a servant. You know what I'm saying? I'm a servant leader. You feel me? So, I love helping people. So, man, let me take this talent. Let me take this, this know how, you know, and and and, and gift it to someone else. So, you know, I started the whole, started the whole uh, entertainment law shit. Got kicked out of law school. What the fuck? How did that happen? I, I, I cannot I, imagine Trayvon getting kicked out of nothing because yeah, if you know Trey, yeah. he a clean cut, yeah, cool chilling, nigga. Man. You know, you know what I'm saying? This nigga that. be faded and he'll still be, you know, facts. He'll still be mannerable and shit. So I can't. What did you do, bro? You know, I'm always, I'm always on point, man. But shit, just didn't have the GPA. Oh. that shit was hard. Yeah, law school ain't no hoe. And, and and someone told me that they said law school ain't your typical hoe. She's a jealous mistress. And if you don't love her and give her all the attention, she's going to put you out on Front Street. And that's what she did. She put me on Front Street. I, I didn't, she knew I didn't love her. Yeah. Law, law, she didn't know I didn't love her. She knew that wasn't my first love. Like her, I, Nah. She's like, yo, it's over for you. It's a dub. You out of here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. You out of here. And that's what happened. So how, how how deep into law school were you? Like how many years in? Man, I was a semester in. Semester, I just got bro. In. Yeah, first semester in law school. I, fresh out of college, fresh into law school, fresh out of law school, back home on my mom's couch in Columbia. Wow. Yeah. How did that feel? Like, did you know before you got kicked out? Right. You had to know it was coming. Like, it's one test. <laughs> it's not like you're failing. You know what I'm saying? You did a couple assignments here and there, but at the end of the day, it's the final exam for each class. Mm. And the shit is they grade grading scales. You know, that's kind of going a little off top of grading scales. They grade on a C curve or whatever. So the highest grade, if you have a a ninety, that's the A. And everybody who have the average score, so let's say that the average is a, a eighty. That's the C. Mm. Anything below that, you're fried. So if you got, if you in a class full of smart niggas, you through. Yeah, pretty and much. You're not sm- <laughs> well, if you have that one person who just or those few people who just set like just set the bar, they get, it. It works. It can work in your favor and it can work against you, right? Cause let's say if somebody get like a, a seven, a eighty four, and that mm-hmm. could be the eight, mm. and then everybody else get. A fifty, and that could be the C, and you just totally fuck up. Yeah, and you fail. But yeah, no, nah, I just you have some people who just throw throw the scale all the way off. But I can't blame them. They're smart, mm-hmm. they and they're trying it. to do the best that they can they're do, doing the best that they can do. You know, but they love that bitch. Yeah, law school, they, they love, love that, that bitch. bitch. Love her to death. I didn't <laughs> love her ass. <laughs> so you, so you get kicked out of college. I mean, uh, law school. What did your mom say? Like, what was her reaction? Um, I mean, I was, I, I think I kid, I lost him, man. I was deeply depressed. I was broke, still in debt, 
lost, confused, didn't have a career, college grad, fresh out of school, you know, it's just like it was a lot going on. My friends, fresh out of school, pharmacy majors, getting their masters in business administration, going on to make six figures. And like I'm not really making anything. Mm. You know. So it was just about, you know, support during that time you know it was a dark time but it was more so about support and in which everyone around me gave nothing but love and support and that's how i was able to get up off of her couch every day and figure some shit out yeah figure some shit out that's awesome bro yeah so you know when i was in it's crazy man i don't really tell too many people this but you know i also like why i got kicked out of law school also got accepted into a program at Harvard. Mm-hmm. It's an online program, but you know, just you know, coming where we from, it's like that's Harvard, nigga. That's Harvard. I don't care if it's an online. I don't give care a if it's fuck. A certificate program. I don't give a fuck what it is. Right, nigga. That's Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go through it financial for financial reasons, but I'm still gonna go back and I'm gonna get that, do that program. How long does that last? Like the acceptance. Well, no, I'm gonna have to reapply. Oh, okay. Retake the test and reapply. But you know, if I did it once, I could do it again. Yeah, nigga. I'm, I'm gonna do it, and yeah, I look at it as a door opener for me actually going to Harvard for their business school. I want to get my master's in business administration. Yeah. To add on to what I'm doing, I just spice it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets you in some doors, man. Get you in some rooms, and you can, you know, if Harvard not nothing, you can fraternity. flex on a nigga, right. man. Harvard is his own fraternity. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, talking. you know what I'm saying? You. Once you went that Harvard network, man, you're, you're out of here, man. You're they next level. Set, you said, dog. Yeah. Yeah. So you go back home and, you know, times are hard and stuff like that. What was your plan? Like, you could, you didn't go to Harvard Business man, School online. Let me tell like, you, what was it? I was, I was assisting. With, I, I knew a, I have a, a good friend of mine, a good mentor of mine who works at Revolt TV. So I was assisting him with like helping him find uh, college ambassadors. I was helping him set up, you know, the college ambassador program, excuse me, program with Revolt, you know, just kind of assisting outside, just like, hey, I know this person here at this school will be good, you know, just something small. Uh, I was doing that, helping him for a while. And then um, I was trying to manage artists in Columbia. So I came back to Columbia and I, you know, started having sit downs with people they didn't really take me serious because it's like, you know, what do you really do? Like, do you have anybody? Like, it's no resume, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I sat down with some. We go talk off the record about some of these mm-hmm. people. I sat down with some of these people, man, and you know, we talked, but it just never went nowhere. Jokes on them. You said it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. <laughs> you said it. I did it. <laughs> So you came out the gate swinging. You didn't lose your ambition and you didn't lose your passion. No. So you came out the gate swinging. And you, like you said, when you go into an HBCU, you have a big network. You know, so I'd imagine the guy who worked for Revolt was somebody you went to school with. Mm-hmm. Kept that network open and stuff like that. So you were doing yeah. shit for Revolt from Columbia? Mm-hmm. That's dope. I was doing, I was helping while I was still in law school. Okay. You know, but yeah, I was doing it in Columbia too. So you didn't really lose a step. It's not like you were just all the way out of the loop and you had to come back in. It was just like that revolt thing opened, opened, opened doors. No pun intended. It yeah. opened a door that opened many doors. Yeah. 
So did you did you ever become an employee of Revolt? Like nope, I actually never became an employee of Revolt, but I did sneak into the Revolt Music Conference. Uh, I snuck into the music conference, and I met my mentor. Who name it? Her name is Key Henderson on Instagram. Is Key Open Doors? That's where I was going with that. Mm. I met her, and she opened the door. You know. How was the Revolt Music Conference experience, though? I'd Amazing. This. I man, I'm so upset that they didn't do it last year. I I I encourage any and everybody in music to attend that conference. Why? Because it costs a lot of money. One, which I didn't pay, but it costs a lot of money. But see, the thing is, if you invest that money, you're really supposed to be there. It ain't like no conference where it's like oh, thousands of people here and there. Man, it's small and intimate. It's easy to, I mean, I was easy to talk to Coach K and all these people. Everybody in the lobby, chilling, drinking mm-hmm. drinks. Like, it's, it's very intimate and personable. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing conference. And it probably cost so much for a reason. For a reason. For serious motherfuckers to go. Serious. Not a nigga trying to sell his mixtape. Come on, man. This, this, is, this is Diddy's company, man. He Everything is serious. If you want, you want in, you pay. Pay to play. Mm-hmm. It's worth it, though. Invest. Yeah. It really is. A, it's not really pay to play. It's about investing, investing in yourself, investing in your future, investing in your career. Yeah. Niggas want a handout. Niggas want shit to just come. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you got to go broke for your passion. You go to especially. a music conference for fifty dollars. Let me tell you one thing. You probably won't get to talk to who you want to get to talk to. They're not looking at you like you know you deserve it. Mm-mm. They're looking at you like man. Just, I'm just getting paid to be here. I'm just getting paid to be here. You're just another person in the audience. All Taking right, pictures. time's up. Let me go. <laughs> I'm gonna take some pictures with you. Let me take some little pictures, man. Here, take my assistant number. <laughs> Not even. I'm a, what's your Instagram? I bet. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna follow you. Shoot me an email. <laughs> right. Give Spe- me your CD. You ain't got a CD. Emails. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got kicked out of law school, man. It was a music exec who I will not name. He big company and. Huge. I emailed him every single fucking day. Every day. Every day. He never responded back to me. Which is, I, okay, I understand. I understand how the game go, you know? Mm-hmm. He never responded back to me. I was on tour last last year, and I saw him, and he was trying to get backstage. And I ain't say nothing to him. I just kind of looked and laughed. Like, yeah, I bet you don't know who you talking to now, motherfucker. Right. Jokes <laughs> on you again. You don't know That's who why this is. That's why it pays to be cool with people. Like yeah. no matter what position somebody's in. You never know who, you never know who is next. You never know who could take you to the next level. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? What you're doing in your career. It's about just giving people an opportunity to talk to them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Hear them out. Let them, what what are we talking about? Okay. Invest in people. Like that's why I really value my mentors that I have today because they aren't people who are like, yeah, nah, you know, I want to hear what the young people are talking about. What's going on? Oh, you don't really know this? Shit, let me help you. Because mm-hmm. who knows? Right. Like, I interned for a label for a couple weeks. Label in Atlanta. Mm. I'm not going to say their name. Um, it's not QC. You know what I'm <laughs> I'll probably still be there. But um, they got some couple big artists, but I brought them... A artist's music DZ McDuffie I brought him his music Wow I, I was like look Shout out to Columbia Shout out to Columbia And I was like yo Y'all should fuck with this dude This is when he was out of jail And um I told DZ I was gonna You know Give them his music 
he was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I bring the uh, A&R, the head A&R, his music, and he was like, yeah, I seen him before. He's a gangbanger, and we don't want to do business with a gangbanger, for one, and it's not Oh, man, what label is this? I'm not going to say. Such fucking dweebs. Such dweebs, right? So, for one, after that, after that conversation that I had with the A&R, I went in the studio because they have their own studio. So they have like different rooms for different artists. You know, the biggest artists get the bigger room and the smaller artists get the smaller rooms. So I'm listening to all of the music that the artists are recording and all of it was trash. And I'm like, y'all niggas will never get it. Like, I can't fuck with y'all. Like, I'm good. And I just left and never went back. Mm. Like, I never went back, bro. Because I'm like, I brought you DZ McDuffie. Like, this dude is next. Like, he has millions of plays from Columbia, South Carolina. They don't respect us, though. They don't. And you know what's crazy? Before he went to jail, not to cut you off, before he went to jail, they offered him a meeting. And he went to the meeting. They offered him a meeting. Like, they they brought him in to meet, take pictures with the artists and all of that shit. And they were trying to sign him, but he ended up going to jail. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like y'all niggas couldn't see the vision, bro. When I brought y'all the niggas' music, y'all were like, nah, this too risky. Man, but you sign a nigga with 4,000 followers, getting 10,000 plays on YouTube, you know what I mean? Versus a nigga who got millions. It's an alley-oop. And I know him personally, so he would have signed. But it wow. was just trash to me, bro. Like, it was trash. And I'm like, you know, back to what you were saying about um, – your mentor and the people that you deal with in the industry, like they like to see young people come up. They like to listen to the young people because they don't know everything. They yeah. felt like they knew everything. And I'm like, if y'all would listen to the niggas that's fresh and young, mm-hmm. y'all would have a bigger roster of better artists. Mm-hmm. Y'all have trash ass rappers and only like one big artist. Well, for man, shout out to these McDuffie, man. Just, I'm a fan. I don't know him personally, but I'm definitely a fan. I like what he's doing for. Not only Columbia, but South Carolina and the Carolinas overall, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, you know, back to what you were just saying, man, like, I think sometimes that's just God telling you, hey, bro, they don't they don't got it together. They don't know. They don't have it. That's when you do you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know I how realized, to do it, so I'm going to do me. Watch what I do. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, too, like, being an a wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Being, like, a manager or working for mm-hmm. a label isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was because I love music and shit like that. But like, you have to have a certain type of temperament and you have to have a certain type of passion and a certain level of patience. Oh because, yeah. And we about to segue into what you do, like sitting in the studio listening to niggas make songs all fucking day. To me, was so annoying, bro. Like listening to a beat loop over and over and over and over and over again for hours was so annoying to me. I'm like, nah. I can't do this shit bro i love music <laughs> but not this fucking much you know what i mean <laughs> you know but i do have an ear for talent and i have an ear for like what's next up and i have an ear for like who's hard what's hard what producer is next like i have an ear for that shit but you know i say that to say i'm just a fan of music versus just like a nigga that can work in the industry but um so tell the people what it is that you do like what is your job title uh so i'm an artist manager now Okay. Or talent manager. Um, I work with a company. Uh, it's called Since the Eighties. We're a very new company. Um, we are a management company. We're a label, and we're we have a publishing arm as well. Mm. Uh, we have a joint venture with Capital 
Well, re- joint venture with Motown, Capital mm-hmm. Motown. Um, so yeah, I, I I manage artists. I toured. I tour manage. Um, I'm the DSP regulator. What's that? Uh, so I handle releases when it comes out. You know, just coordinate back and forth with our our, our label partners and and schedule their releases. Make sure everything's input in the system. You know, all the technical shit. Wow, that's crazy, bro. Where did you learn like these skills? Did you coming in the gate like work since for, since the eighties? My that's mentor said, "Here, do it." She just she just gave it to you, like. I mean, she she gave me a, you know a rough you know this is this is what you do, and a lot of stuff you just read it and you hear here this is what it is. This is what I know of. I know about it. A lot of like stuff. A lot of stuff I do now. My mentor, she, she she's very aware, and and she know it. But it's a lot of like technical stuff that I just really had to like, fuck up, ask questions, ask label partners, and you know. But you know, a lot of the stuff that a lot of, like where I am now is mostly because my mentor. She said, "Yo, here, here you go." You know what I'm saying? And she, you know. She'd tell me like, yo, all right, yo, yo, get back on track. Yo, you 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 veering off too far to the left, or you veering off, you know, on the other side, like, yo, this is how it, you know, this is the formula. This is how it should be done, you mm-hmm. know. So it give you the formula. Now it's just a matter of what the hell you do with it, you know. Should barbecue a meal do. Right. I'm from the country, baby. I'm trying to barbecue all day. All fucking day. You know what I'm saying? With some with some with some good check soda on the side. Hello. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? With a good check soda, boy. <laughs> that, that man crazy. Yeah, with the Pink uh, Wiggly check. With the cooler with the rope uh uh-huh. handles on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you you really from Carolina. Yeah, I'm really a Carolina nigga, man. Hash and rice at the Hash barbecue. and rice. Oh my god. <laughs> barbecue and mildew, baby. But um, so it's was nice it overwhelming that for? Yeah, that's right. I don't eat that shit no more. But I don't eat pork. Yeah, me. Yeah, either, bro. I stopped. But you know, back back last year, shit, hash rice, pig feet, all that. You was eating pig feet last year? Chitlins. Last year? Pigtails. Last year. Last year. God damn, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got on tour. I got. On, I went on tour with Savage Man, and like I I became bougie. I became bougie. Why? I'm not eating that shit, man. We eating healthy, nigga. We waking up drinking smoothies with ginger. Fuck y'all talking. Nigga, we eat green M&Ms. Nigga. <laughs> they ain't got no GMO in them, nigga. Right. I started, you know, because we had catering options, man. So there's a lot of food. So I was like, man, I, I can eat all this clean shit. Man, what? Fuck all that. Savage eat clean? Um, And we talking about 21 Savage, by the way. He eats what he eats. I, mean, I can't really say he, you know. He likes everything. He like you know. He just likes what he like. Yeah. How was it going on tour? Like your first tour experience? Cause when was your first tour experience? Like last year. Really? Last, last April, I went on my first tour, and I'm fortunate enough to say it's, it was a, a, the biggest tour of 2018 with Post Malone and 21 Savage. Yeah, that was a big fucking yeah, tour. Yeah, the Rockstar tour. That was a big album. It was. Post Malone, man. That was a big fucking album by Post Malone, bro. Post Malone, I love Post, man. I, I love his whole team. Nothing but good energy. Mm-hmm. Every time Post see you, he might even really know your name. Just smile and give you a big hug because he recognized you. 
post energy is that's why he's so successful. Yeah. This is energy, man. Yeah, he's a dope artist too, man. He's a very fucking dope artist, man. He he seems very grateful for the grateful, position that he's in, bro. Humble and genuine. Like genuine. Yeah, that's good when the star is like that, you know, because a lot of times I heard some bad experiences on tour, mm. like the um, Best of Both Worlds tour with mm. Jay-Z and R. Kelly. Yeah. They were talking about how Jay-Z and R. Kelly fell out during yeah, that yeah, tour yeah. because I was, we were young. I remember that. Yeah, We was young as fuck. But um, when this whole surviving R. Kelly shit came out, that's when that whole story came out energy. about Jay-Z. Yeah, energy. Bitch ass R. Kelly. But they were like, R. Kelly was on some, you can't look at me shit, like none of Jay-Z's people could look at him. Like, nobody could, like, everybody had to, like, walk past him with their head down. They couldn't talk to him. Like, Energy. It's all what, type of shit. What happens behind closed doors always come back up to mm-hmm. the surface. It does, bro. And when you have fucked up mentalities and, you know, you think you're better than people and you think you got, you know, show, you, you, you see, your, your show will get the, shut down. And that's why, that's why that Rockstar tour last year was so successful because I told you all the dope things about Post but Savage man Savage is a beautiful individual inside and out bro like no homo first of all but you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> it's 2019 nigga we don't say that shit no more nigga yeah, I know but you no, know you got you got kids watching this in high school like, what, what the fuck did he just say but nah bro like literally bro like that man is is such a selfless man. He'll give you your last. Like he'll give his last, and he take care of everyone and make sure, literally, make sure everybody eats. Everybody eats. You know what I'm saying? Like protects his team. Like he's he's a a phenomenal dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful. You know, because I don't I don't work I didn't I didn't work I don't work directly for him. I work for his manager. You know what I'm saying? But I'm thankful for him. You know what I'm saying? For what he's done. You know what I'm saying? Because it tri- it falls onto her as well. They they work together. They're partners, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And their success are because of, you know, Each one other. another. Like, you know what I'm saying? They grew and built with one another, which is beautiful, man. And, you know, because of them, I am me. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for all of them. Like, man, I, I give them... I don't have to name all my kids after one of them. Like everybody in the camp, man. You know, twenty, yeah. one, <laughs> savage. <laughs> His manager Key. I name my daughter Key. Open. I got open doors. <laughs> I got to name my other child Meezy, man. After his other manager, because nah, but you know, I'm joking. But I'm so thankful for all of them. Like I, every time I talk, every interview, every part, whatever, man. I'm always, you know, giving them their flowers and, and paying homage because. Without them, man, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. So thank y'all. Thank you, 21 Savage. Thank you, Key. Thank you, Measy. Thank you, the whole Slaughter Gang. I appreciate y'all, bro. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Like, you know, and guess what? All of them people he named are black. Oh, yeah. Every single one of the people that you named are black. You know, it's beautiful to see what Measy is doing, what TP is doing, what all of those dudes are doing. TP, yeah. With, like, you know. Because I don't know them personally, but, you know, I follow them on Instagram and I see what they're doing. And it's, like, inspirational to see them guys build something and they're from all the friends. ground up. And, and they're all friends. That's great. Before crazy. the music. Wow. Kind of like how you, we're here now. Uh-huh. We were friends before this. Yeah. So imagine where we will be in a few years. Yep. 
and they don't have like selfish mentalities because like to be an artist manager you have to really be selfless bro you yeah. have to really put your artists before you and a lot of people can't do that like it sounds cool to be an artist manager like i get to go on the road with this artist i get to you know get 20 percent of whatever i bring in for this artist or whatever or i get to get free clothes reap the benefits if they sign a record deal i get a piece of it all that shit sound good but what about the nights that you had to pay for a studio session with your last split a little Caesar's pizza with your artist to get them big bags you know what I'm saying Man, go on the tough. road be the chauffeur the security the manager the road manager Man. the mom the dad Yo, like you- all of that <laughs> shit bro like and I see what goes into that shit because like I said I interned for a label and like you know just different stories and just different people like you get to really see what goes into that shit bro yeah man i was with the manager man you like you said man you the manager i was the driver you know what i'm saying i was the merch guy i was security you know what i'm saying the hand art whatever at one point man one of my artists, only one Felipe, he was like, "Yo, just get on, the, get on the microphone, man, to hype him up real quick." Because <laughs> you know, our DJ, I ain't gonna name his name, I ain't gonna put him out there, but that's my boy. He had cold feet one day. He was saying he was a little nervous. And I'm like, just like, Drake, get on the microphone. <laughs> I, I was, I might have been lit at that moment. I don't know if I did or didn't. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It just goes to show, man. You're everything when it comes to the artist, man. You have to at some point. Until they have everything that they need, but yeah, gotta play many roles. You do, bro, and and you know it's it's like give and take. To get to where you want to get, you have to help them get to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to like put yourself in a position. Like you have to kind of be in front of the fire. Like you have to put yourself in front of the fire sometimes to sacrifice, so the artist can win, so you can win. You know, but um. Dope. So you went on the uh, Rockstar tour. What was the craziest shit you saw on tour with Post Malone? Cause that nigga looked like he do a lot of drugs and a lot of and drink a lot of liquor and just do a lot of wild shit. Like, what was the craziest thing you saw on tour? Maybe not from the artist, cause I mean, you're not gonna talk about crazy shit artists do, but just crazy shit that you saw on the road, like. Well, I'm not at liberty to say oh. what happened, but you know, say <laughs> whatever you just said, I'm gonna say Post Malone. All of those artists, everybody on that tour was very wholesome. They are law-abiding citizens. And everybody not with them did. niggas, man. I'm everybody not talking about did. them. Okay. I'm talking about like you anything you might have saw. And I said, oh, oh, oh. The crazy thing that I personally seen is from the fans, you know what I'm saying? Camping out like for days, you know, literally for days in, in tents. I think this was in like Seattle or... It might have been Seattle. Just camping. Like, I was like, wow, this is crazy. The kids jumping the fence, like jumping 20-foot fences. I'm like, yo, it's not that deep, bro. Like, shit, if you really trying to see this show, like, hey, let me just try to find a way to get you in so you can see it. But, yo, trying to jump this fence to break your fucking leg, kids passing out left and right. Just drinking too much, overwhelmed, just drinking too much. Like, they're not kids, of course, they're 21 and up, but just, you know, I'm saying kids because they're younger than me. Just overdoing it just for, because they're excited. Like, it's like, I'm seeing, like, the ambulance is just flowing, but, you know, it's a rock star tour. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun, it's high energy, but, you know, all the wild stuff I've seen was with the fans. The fans was just crazy. 
I know you've seen a lot of groupies, not backstage, because these are wholesome men. I'm talking about out in the crowds, like flashing titties, you know, just doing all type of shit. Yeah, I seen it, you know what I'm saying? That shit got to be crazy, like, you going to a fucking show production every night, almost, like, that shit seemed fun, because, like, going to concerts is fun, but seeing that shit from, like, the behind the scenes, like, perspective. Seven o'clock, loading, getting everything in. Let's go, let's go fast. We we was a family, man. We was a family. We still are a family. Just everybody from the lights, text, the riggers, everybody. And I'd imagine you build some lifetime relationships on tour with people that work on the tour, too. Oh, yeah. People that you probably didn't even know. Yeah, definitely. That shit's dope, bro. How many cities did y'all do? And was it there an overseas leg of the tour? There was an overseas leg, but uh, Post Malone did the overseas leg. Um, that was he did like another part, and he did the the Euro part. Okay, I think he did Australia too. Word. So, um, after the tour is back to business as usual. Artist management. Did you come from the, off the road with a high? Like, I never imagined I'd be here. Man, did, or did you have a moment on the road like wow? Bro. I was on the road with a high, off the road with a high, and I still have that same high. For real? Yeah. Wow. I'm just grateful, man. Like, grateful. <laughs> just grateful. That's real, man. That's real shit. Niggas get millions of dollars and don't be grateful. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, just as fast as it it, it comes, just as fast as it it leave. So you always have to be humble. You know what I'm Humility is key. Just be grateful for mm-hmm. all the blessings that has been bestowed upon you. Don't take anything for granted. That's real. You're not supposed to, man. But we do as people, as humans. That's in our nature. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to be reminded. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's, we do. You know, like like law school. That bitch reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> but you love this bitch. I love this one. You love this yeah. bitch. You're faithful to this bitch. Faithful. <laughs> And it's and you know you you're reaping um, what you sowed. You know what I mean in a, in a good sense. You're um, enjoying the fruits of your labor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know the passion that you have for it is starting to show and it's starting to blossom. Yeah, into something. But great. I'm a law school. That was a bitch. But what I have right now, this relationship that I'm in right now, this is a beautiful queen. Like I love, <laughs> I love this music, man. I can't call her a bitch, man. I love this, man. <laughs> Fair enough. It's queen. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Music industry. Fair enough. So what's the hardest part about being an artist manager? Because we talked about a lot of good shit, being on the road, meeting some great people, having different experiences. What's the hardest part about the job that you have? Because I'd imagine there are a lot of cons, too. The hardest part about being an artist manager is being an artist manager. <laughs> um, really, what I mean is... Managing expectations. Whose expectations? The artist. Okay. Artist management is really art managing expectations. Mm, okay. And you know you have expectations that could be here, there, everywhere. You know it's just connecting and like you know coaching. Like we are coaches, man. We're coaches. So it's it's about really like just coaching. Like it's hard personalities you know you have to be able to connect it's it's a it's a, i feel like it's a psych thing also psychological thing you have to be able to connect with people you got to people you got to be able to get step into their world to understand you have to understand your team before you coach 
know the dynamics. You got to know who the point guard, who's the shooting guard, who's a lefty, who's a right. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand this shit before you, you, you actually jump in. Study. Yeah. So it was hard. Yeah. Definitely. And it's not it's not for the weak-minded and the weak-spirited because and you have to have thick skin, I'd imagine. Oh you have to have patience, too. Is it true that artists are like children? Like, like they're like children, like little creative kids, like very sensitive about their art, and you know they just only want to do music and they don't really know how to do. I mean, much. for some, you know, but like then again, that's when it comes down to you managing expectations. You know, so you have some artists that are like that, but then you have some artists that aren't like that. You have some artists that are like that, but you coach them to not be like that. You got some artists who can't really do shit for themselves. Uh, luckily, I've never had to work with an artist like that. But, you know, I've seen it, you know. But you got some artists who are a business. They think like a business. They are a business. They run. They do the shit on their own. You know what I'm saying? In which I've been very fortunate to work with those type of artists. You know, mm. like, yo, I'm one of my artists, he'll... he'll he had let me know Like yo I just shot a music video What? <laughs> you didn't need me to say Nah man it's done Here I just need you to probably Upload that for me Cause I'm not running around What? <laughs> that Wow that's crazy You know what I'm saying It's dope Like you can do that mm-hmm. You tapping in with all your producers On your own Like you know what I'm saying oh, you, you wanna You wanna You wanna work with um, A big name producer Oh shit Oh you just emailed them Oh y'all tapped in Oh you didn't need me for that mm-hmm. It makes the job much easier You feel me Like you know You have some artists Who think that You're supposed to do All of that type of stuff And then you got some That's just like Nah I'm gonna I'm gonna go get the, Oh I like this photographer I want him to be My photographer now I hired him mm-hmm. I DM'd him myself I hit him up Yeah Yeah and it makes it A lot easier too For you to do your job Like to do The actual business Shit behind it To get you some money Yeah to get you some money For sure You know but like with social media and the internet, iPhones, droids, that shit has made it a lot easier for artists and just people in general to do business. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easier for a manager. I'd imagine there are a slew of other things that you have to deal with with mm-hmm. being a manager that comes with having technology and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as far as like things like booking shows and getting artists uh, linked up, like different producers and artist collaborations, photographers, it's much easier to do that. But um, my goal is to. Get you some money, make you whatever you want to be, and protect you while doing so. So that's an artist manager. That's the, that's I can't the, say that's an artist manager, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. That's, I'm, that's my goal. If you, you say you want to be a star, I'm, I'm, my goal is to make you a star. I can't just make you a star on my own or you have to make yourself a star. You know what I'm saying? It's like a two-way. We do this shit together. Mm-hmm. Some shit that I can do that assists, but ultimately, I mean, you're making yourself a star. But the goal is to make you a star. You know, make you a star if that's what you want. Get you some money if that's what you want. Whatever you want, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to protect you while doing so. And you, genuinely, and you genuinely give a fuck about the artists that you I work with, too. Give I a fuck, bro. If I, I didn't tell. give a fuck, I would not waste my time, bro. I'm the type, man, time is money. Time is everything. I'm not wasting my time. For what? Can't For a dollar? Fuck that. I'll go broke. 
My time is more important. Real talk. My time is more important. Real talk. So, um, what are your plans for the future? You're an artist manager right now, but I'm sure, I know you, Trey. You got some other shit up your sleeve. What are you going to do in addition to being an artist manager? Well, if you know me, I wouldn't even have to answer this question. <laughs> I know. I know you want to do something me. in entertainment. But what is it that you have in mind? Because you've been a rapper before. You've been a DJ. You've been a hype man. You've been a host. You've been a prom- like you promoted parties and shit too. So you've done all I'm of that. Promoter shit. too, yeah. So like, what is next? Like, what do you see yourself doing in addition to being an artist manager? Because I feel like artist management is something you're gonna do for a while. Puff is my idol. Puff. I'm very fortunate to be around um, circles. Some of his circles, his nephews and. Family members and kids. Hmm. We'll leave it there. <laughs> leave Bad it there. boy still runs like a machine, though, right? They are. But that's crazy, though, because they. What artists do they have right now? They have French Montana, um, Christian Combs. He signed the Bad Boy, right? He has a uh, Bad Boy. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what Chris got going on. Uh, I'm not really sure. Who else is on Bad Boy? Just French? I honestly do not know, but Bad Boy is such a successful label. It doesn't really matter who's there now, who's popping now. Mm-hmm. It's Bad Boy. It's Bad Boy, legendary. They can make millions out their catalog a year. Yeah, and I and I say I'm I'm very fortunate to run with Puff's circle, not directly with Puff, but like you know his his nephew. I work with his nephew, Kai Cash. Uh, so it's almost like some of that that energy, like that that wisdom, that that hustle, it just rubs off, and it just it just rubs off on you, and it rubs off. You might not be, you know, me talking to you. Hopefully, some of that energy rubs off from me to you. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it just rubs off. It just it just transfer that energy transfers. So, what's next for me? Puffs my idol. <laughs> Puff does a lot of shit So you might see this nigga trade with his own liquor <laughs> You might see this nigga trade with a record label You know Or might see him with all of those things TV channel Everything I don't know God is the captain of my ship though Yeah <laughs> Just going with the flow Yeah You probably never would imagine that you would have been here Like Being an artist manager at 16 or 17 You probably saw your life Going in a completely Different direction But something in entertainment But probably not this Right here I saw myself in entertainment I just didn't know What what, what aspect of it Right I know I'm not no big guy Or nothing But I still know This I haven't even Scratched the surface mm-hmm. You I have ain't, I ain't did shit You have done some shit bro nothing. You've done shit bro the way I'm thinking, bro, I haven't done anything. You got to pat yourself on the back a little bit, man. Because you've done a lot, bro. You've done a lot. And you're still doing a lot. Bro, you come from South Carolina just like me. And a lot of other niggas, bro. For one, bro, you went to college, nigga. You went to college out of town. You got accepted in the law school. got accepted in the Harvard. You're, you're a major artist manager. You've been on tours. You know, you don't have a nine-to-five job. You're doing what you love to do. You're mm-hmm. doing a lot, bro. You've done a lot in your life. 
So you can't say you haven't scratched the surface because you have. You're not where you want to be. And you haven't done the things that you want to do, but you've done a lot, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I was, I, I, I still say I have respect the service. I respect that, though. I respect that. But thank you, though. Yeah. No <laughs> problem, bro. You know, you got to give niggas their roses while they're here, man. That's why I started this show. You made me Because feel no it. matter what anybody is doing, whether, because I've interviewed barbers, I've interviewed radio hosts, I've interviewed rappers, I've interviewed... Um, people who own food trucks. I've interviewed all different types of people, mm -hmm. party promoters, whoever. And I'm going to interview different types of people from different walks of life mm -hmm. in the next few interviews to come. But no matter what it is that you're doing, you're a lot further than where you were. Mm -hmm. And you're doing better than people probably would imagine that you'd be doing. And you're probably doing better than your peers. You know what I mean? So I like to give people their roses while they can smell them. Like, I like to acknowledge that people are doing dope shit especially black people because we don't give ourselves enough credit and a lot of times <clears throat> you know you have people and i think probably everybody in this era is a victim of it to a certain degree but like we compare ourselves to other people so we look at what other people have and what other people so detrimental it is bro you know and i do it sometimes i'm a victim of it i'm a victim of it social media definitely with social media seeing you know in the entertainment world how how cool shit looks and it's like damn you know uh they're in santorini <laughs> with, with palm angels outfits and i'm in atlanta with my reeboks or you know but make, wait first of all i make my shit look cool but <laughs> but it's that's like, a fact but it's it's like it's like damn man like why I'm not there? Why I'm not there? You know why I'm not? Why why I'm not at the at the uh, at the at the Grammys on the stage with my artists like celebrating wins? But at the end of the day, you have to realize you got to run your own race. You do. Life's a marathon, dog. It's, yeah, life's a marathon. You know, but you know you also gotta you gotta run at your own speed though. You know, like. Cause you run any faster and you try to keep up with the Joneses, man, you can get burnt out really fast. I used to run track, so like I know, like it's about it's about pacing yourself. It's a strategy. You know say it ain't just about speed. I beat people who are much faster than me in a speed race. It's about strategy. It's about understanding. You know what I'm saying? What's happening around you? You know what I'm saying. Understand the environment. Executing. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 back to what I was talking about, like why I bring different people on my show. You know, I like to show people that you can do it too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that you want to do, somebody might listen to this interview with you and say, "You know what? I'm in college right now. I'm majoring in this. This ain't really what I want to do." I might not want to be a fucking artist uh, artist manager mm -hmm. or I may not want to be a DJ or whatever he's done in his life, but he showed me that I can go from this to this. Right. You know what I'm saying? He showed me that I don't have to take the traditional path in life. You know, and that's all it takes sometimes. You know what I mean? I just hope that I could inspire one person because if I can inspire one person, Me actually inspiring them is is for them to actually go and inspire the next person. 
I don't need to inspire 100 people. I just need to inspire one person because I know that one person, if I truly inspired you, will go inspire one more person or maybe two. Or he might inspire that million, those millions of people, you know. Tupac. Didn't Tupac say that? What did he say? He wants to spark the mind that'll change the world. Just one person. Wow, he did say that. He did, bro. He did say that. It's real shit, you know. <clears throat> but bro, I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. Thanks, man. I, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm honored to be on this show, man. And I, I support what you got going on, man. So you just you just call me, man. Hopefully I can come back and do another one. You will, man. You know, real soon. Once you go platinum, you know. Yeah. Maybe in maybe in in a few few months or a few years or so, whenever my time comes, and come back and tell you some more cool stories. You a busy dude, man. Busy nigga, man. Hit you up for the interview. That nigga said I'm out of the country, bro. I'll be back next week. We can yeah. do it next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next time out of the country, bro. <laughs> I hope I ain't sound like that. Like, nah, 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 nah. You I never send my boy off like that. Nah, nah, mm. nah, 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 nah. Hell, nah. You ain't never did me like that, bro. Anytime hey, I ever hit you. I got a question for you. What's that? So you know, I, there's no camera here, but you know, when you hit me up, you was like, "Yo, I we do the interview. I gotta, I gotta get my hair cut first. This is what you told me. Yeah, no, I had a barbershop appointment set up. Okay, I thought you needed a haircut for the interview. I'm looking mm-hmm. like, well, damn, there's no camera. No, I needed a haircut before I could do anything else. I was looking fucked up. Ah, okay. <laughs> and that, I had set the appointment up with my barber like a week that before. That haircut changes your life. Bro, it does, bro. Turns you into a different nigga, man. I swear to God. And it, and you feel lighter, too, when you get a haircut. Yeah, I feel, I feel like a whole different person. You do, man. I, my confidence is next level. Shout out to all the barbers, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the barbers you work with. Barbers, we go to thank y'all, thank y'all, niggas, man. Stable in the black lives. community, right? Everybody, everybody has a role to like just help the next person. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, but I think a lot, a lot of time barbers don't know, like, yeah, you make us look good, but you make us feel good, like you do, bro. You give us, you give us some, like, you give us mental strength after we get out that chair. So, shout out to y'all. Yeah, man, like, going to school back in the day, if you had a fucked up hairline, that meant some shit. Like, bro, I know I'm going to get clowned. Yeah. I don't even feel the same. I can have on a brand new outfit, the newest Jordans, but if my hair don't look good, it's a wrap. It's a dub. It's over. I'm looking crazy. So. Or vice versa. You can have on, like, the not best outfit, not so best outfit, but you got, you got a, a fresh clean cut. cut. It's like, you cool, man. It's all good. Yeah, man. You might get your face licked at time. You know what I'm saying? Shawty ain't worried about your shoes, man. You ain't worried about that shit, you cut man. cut fresh. Yeah, you ain't even got to have waves as long as that hairline crispy. Yeah. That's it, nigga. Because I never had waves. Never. Yeah, I got this wave cap one now. Two-tone. Shit, trying to, get, trying to get some waves. You know what I'm saying? They got the two-tone do-rag on. Yeah, you know. The two-tone black and gold. Shout out to all my alphas, man. Real Shame, talk. Shameless look. Shameless plug, man. But um, thank you for coming on again, Brody. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, Muddy Waters. Oh, before we go, tell them where to follow you at, Brody. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trayvon Williams. It's T R A V O N, and Williams is spelled W L M S. It's abbreviated, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trayvon W L M S. Trayvon Williams. Yup. Go follow my nigga, man. And the artists out there, do not send this nigga your music. Please.
please do not send them your music unless you hard. <laughs> unless you tough, man. Unless you hard. Don't be flooding this nigga shit with whack ass snippets, okay? Yeah. Say that shit. Say that shit for your mama. Muddy Waters, we out.